0: this is urn sport university radio nottingham that's a good station as well urn let them do a go well to finish please can you stop editing the go well please at the end of their show cheers go well keep it urn keep it urn URN. this 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 is URN. urn hello and welcome to sticky wickets no toby i'm afraid but monty rejoins the team monty how are you
1: very good, thank you. Um and uh how are you doing?
0: I'm doing pretty good, still a bit shaky after that end at the Headingley test match. It was an absolutely fantastic test. But I've seen on your Instagram since we last talked, you've had a whale of a time. Time's out with Chris Gale, been out in the Downing Street Garden. What what have you been up to?
1: Yeah, just been very busy actually, you know, celebrating two fiftieth birthdays. Um so it doesn't come very often that. And also, you know, Downing Street with the Lord's Taverners. So really enjoying myself. Uh, having a great time promoting sorts of charitable work. Um, so, yeah, it's been brilliant. Fantastic.
0: Always good to support charity, especially the Lord's Taverners. Um, one thing that comes to mind when we're going to talk about Headingley was Mark Wood's pace. He was absolutely rapid. Monty, what did you make of Mark Wood in this Test match?
1: Yeah, look, he, he was absolutely brilliant. You know, I think England used him perfectly well as uh, impact overs. That's the way they've got to use him throughout the series um, if England got a chance to win this. And obviously, he's got to be fit for the next two test matches as well. And I think that other bit, you know, with Usman Khawaja, the way he got him out, you know, he set him up, bowled a few back of a length balls, bowled a bouncer. And then suddenly, you know, bowled a full ball, which was quicker, and he just done him for pace. So Mm. you can see that the Australian team are slightly, you know, nervous when they play against... uh, um, Mark Wood, you know, he's bowling probably the quickest spell we've seen at Headingley. And uh, I think uh, it makes it so exciting. And, and they've got to use him wisely. Mm. He's got to come in to create the impact. And if he can't do the impact in maybe two to three overs or give him, you know, short bursts, then take him off, bring him bring him on again. You know, you don't want to use him to like as a contain bowler. You, you want him to be just bowling absolute gas.
0: And do you think England have learned from the previous experience of with Joffre Archer, I can think of many times where Joe bowled him too much. Do you think they've learned the lessons there and now applying it to Mark Wood?
1: Yeah, I think so. Yeah, because I think they need to protect the fast bowlers. I think I believe that they over bowled Jofra Archer, and that's one of the reasons uh, he's uh, he's not able to you know be fully fit during this Ashes, and he's had that reoccurrence of the elbow injury. So yeah, I think Mark Wood is, is astonishing. You know, since twenty fourteen, he's missed eighteen Test matches, eighty sorry. You know, that's a lot of cricket he has missed. Um, so you know, for him, I think um, he will have to obviously know his body well enough, and uh, with the pace that there is at Old Trafford, not get over over excited and bold long spells, and that puts him you know him in danger of getting injured. Short, sharp burst spells. If he gets a few wickets and you increase his sort of, and maybe give him six or seven overs, mm-hmm. but that's about it. You know, I think uh, you know Mark Wood is there to to disturb the top order and, and, and with pace.
0: I'd like to ask you two things, Mark Wood very similar to you, is loved by the fans. And when he's on a roll, like you were on a roll, and I've got some fantastic stats about you at Old Trafford that I can't wait to share later on. It just feels like the crowd is behind him. What is it like when you're bowling and you just feel the whole crowd is willing you
1: on? Yeah, look, you just feel like you're going to get a wicket any ball, really. You know, when you have the whole crowd behind you and then you're just just there and, and everyone's just sort of, you know, wanting to take wicket, you know, every ball that there is. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, so 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 from that perspective, I just think that um, there 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 is a lot of like, in in my opinion, a lot of support, a lot of love for Mark Wood. Fingers are crossed, you know. Hopefully, he just needs to remain fit. We don't if he gets injured, then I think England England chances go down as well. He
0: is a, such a superb bowler, and as the only person on this podcast who could have faced. Anywhere near the pace Mark Wood was bowling at, how terrifying is it as a lower order batsman when you're facing 96 miles an hour?
1: Yeah, look, uh, it's one of the reasons why they they got skittered up. I think for six or 24 because because of the pace, and it kind of just shows that if you if they get get like top order very quickly, you can bring in Mark Wood later on to knock off the tail, and that and that's you know. They haven't, Australia haven't got 300 in the last three innings. So, this could be one of the factors that Mark Wood's pace is stopping them to get past that. So, I think it's, you know, brilliant and it's, uh, you know, just unbelievable just to think the impact he is able to have with his pace. Yeah.
0: The one person Mark Wood couldn't quite get in the first innings was Mitchell Marsh, 100 for Australia. Superb innings. What do you think happens now if Cameron Green can be back fit? Does Mitch Marsh earn his place again?
1: Well, it's it's a good problem to have. I don't know if they if they, they may they may stick with you know curve. they may bring back Cameron Green um and uh, and play Mitch Marsh as well. You know, because Mitch master's batting is obviously, he has that impact as well. But it's, it's going to depend on how they bowl in the next, really. Whose ball is getting much more uh, out of the pitches because it, it bounces a bit more. The guys who are high-arm bowlers, they tend to get more out of the out of the pitch. than some of us, Mitch Masters is a slightly more skiddier bowler. So they may just think, actually, you know what, this wicket, we may need someone to bowl a bit more slower, but just to a control, you know, somebody can pro- provide some control. And he could be that person while the others can then actually be a bit more attacking, like we see with Mark Wood. So it, I think it'll depend on how, how, how his ball responds during practice sessions.
0: One thing March was, was he almost was Ben Stokes-like, wasn't he? And Travis Head, we saw in the second innings, and Ben Stokes at the end of England's first. Going from where we felt like we are going to get a wicket every ball, what's it like when a player is really aggressive, really attacking you? What, as a mind of a bowler, are you thinking in that situation?
1: Yeah, you kind of think, where is he hitting me for boundaries? So you block them areas, and then wherever he's hitting in the boundaries, you block those areas, but then also what you look to do is that um, you have to also look to get wickets. So you look at Pat Cummins, he had, you know, fielders, had a short leg in, then you had a square leg just as a catcher there. Then you had a deep sort of a square leg behind square and then a deep mid wicket. So if he gets it slightly wrong, there's catchers there. But if he gets it right, it's got to absolutely nail it. And that kind of creates doubt in your mind to think, well, can I, can't I? And then from that, I just believe that's one of the reasons why um, this short bit strategy is, is changing Test cricket, but also it's, it's it's entertaining, you know. People must enjoy it, What enjoy watching it.
0: It's so, it. It has been so entertaining. There's been so much risk, so much reward. England, obviously, were 27 runs behind, but then came in Moeen Ali, someone you personally backed in our first podcast. How have you enjoyed watching Mohan Ali get some praise again after his performance in this test match?
1: Yeah, he's been absolutely brilliant, to be honest. To be honest, he he's held his nerve together to uh give the ball air, to get the batsman on the front foot, and he got two key wickets. That's all he's got to do. That's all his job is. He just needs to get one or two wickets in the top six, and then that puts so much pressure on the on, on the Australian batting lineup. Yeah. And he's doing his job. And if, if he's on a roll at Old Trafford, he may even get a fifer. But you know, you're not asking a lot from him and, and that doesn't put so much pressure on his bowling. He can bat as well. So he's in a good place. You know, he's an all-rounder and, and it's great to see the way Steve Smith just gave his wicket away and then Johnny Bairstow gave him the send-off. Mm, that was fun to watch.
0: As a spinner and as the spinning expert, how has Moin changed over the past, say, the two test matches? Because it felt like he was far more accurate. What is he doing anything different or do you think it's a state of mentality?
1: It's fatal play as well, you know. He got two key wickets, so they kind of, you know, went in their shell a little bit and he was able to get back into rhythm. Um, But also that finger's kind of bothering him as well. So, you know, I think what he does, he looks to give it air. He, he, He spins the ball while he just gets over that front leg. He doesn't have a huge follow through, so he relies a lot of the snap at the crease. But he's not shy of, you know, enticing the batsman. And that is really good as well, because you want him to actually encourage the batsman while he's got attacking field sets. Go on, hit me for a six. I'm going to keep giving you a chance rather than darting it in. But he may have to change his tactics at Old Trafford because the pitch at Old Trafford, you know, if you spin it into the wicket, you tend to get a bit, a bit more purchase from it. Um, so he will have to assess that when he gets to Old Trafford.
0: Now, you are the spinning expert of Old Trafford. In the three test matches I could find records for, he took six wickets against New Zealand, five wickets against Pakistan and six wickets against the West Indies. It's a place you love to bowl, clearly. Uh, What are your memories of bowling at Old Trafford?
1: Yeah, look, I I love bowling there. The pace and the bounce, you know, the way I bowl, it really suits my style of bowling. And uh, I'm able to get into a rhythm, knowing that all I have to do is get get a good shape on the ball, bowl my natural delivery which is with pace with shape on it and then the pitch does the rest for me get i'll get very good bounce from it get plenty of turn i absolutely love yeah love bowling there
0: todd murphy for the australians had quite a tough test match how will he react to coming to old trafford do you think
1: yeah look look as a spinner you've got to put past what's happened and then you've got a fresh start fresh that's one of the skills of a of, of, of being an international spinner and um what he needs to do is he needs to just get bowling back to his best delivery and, and, and see how consistently he can do that and then when the batsman put him under pressure how he reacts you know he's obviously a good spinner he's got a good stock delivery he's bowled well in india you know he's is he, a good spinner but he's got a he can't be afraid from the England players when they come after him he goes into his show. he needs to have plan a plan b plan c in his armory um to to to, to somehow counter attack the English batsman
0: Someone who did attack him was Harry Brook, especially in that 75 in the second innings. A superb knock and didn't quite get England over the line, but basically did. Harry Brook was superb, moved down to five. What did you make of Harry Brook and where do you think he'll bat in the next Test match?
1: Yeah, look, I thought it was a genius move. I think Harry Brook is the best middle-order batsman at five. He's an attacking player, he attacks. So you want your number five to be an attacking middle-order player. And I think Harry Brook's suits there it wouldn't surprise me if they just stick with Monali at three you know mm. there's nothing to lose you know if he gets a few runs great if he doesn't then it, it just kind of like makes it a bit more difficult for uh the rest of the batsmen um in the England lineup to do you know to get a good score going but they, they've got so much firepower in this batting lineup that they're able to do that um so in my opinion I think they should stick to Monali at three and Harry Booker um five.
0: During England's chase of 250, I was petrified, Monty. I, I had no faith. I just couldn't see it happening. We kept losing wickets. There weren't many big partnerships. Did you have much confidence or was there a moment you thought, oh dear, we're in trouble here?
1: Well, I thought uh, when Ben Stokes and Johnny, and Johnny Bairstow got out, I thought, I, I think this could be you know, a very difficult moment. But then you often see that, you know, when you have fresh faces coming into the team. They they got they got a point to prove. They got a new kind of a, a, a new energy about them, and that's what it was. It was a Wokes and Wood show, wasn't it? Really, and they both did really really well. And they did so much so good with the batting. So it, often you see that, and and they want to they want to stay in the team. You know, they don't want to not you know one of them get either dropped. Like, I can't see Mark Wood or Wokes probably getting dropped, um, but uh, maybe Ollie Robinson. You know, bring back Jimmy Anderson, who's uh, you know he's still. I'm sure he'll, he'll, you have to see how he's bowling, but I'm sure he'll get some swing at Old Trafford.
0: So, Robinson out and we're saying Anderson in. How do you think he reacted to being dropped? Because you've obviously played with him, you know him uh, quite well. What have his been his mentality over the past few days?
1: Yeah, look, he knows he's not bowling at his best and he's the first to admit that. So, he would know for the for the team's betterment, it's probably best to drop me. And he'll make that job easier as well. You will say, guys, look, I don't think I'm bowling as well. So, you are considering it, I don't mind sitting out in this game. And that makes it um, probably a lot easier for Ben Stokes, Brendan McCullough to deal with. And also the longevity, you kind of think, well, you know, Jimmy Anderson, he can play as long as he wants. He's happy to be dropped. You know, we we, we may need that skill level, especially at Old Trafford where the ball reverses and at the Oval as well. And then some of the other tools, winter tools coming up. So he wants to play as long as he can. And if it's easy to manage, then you think, yeah, why not keep him in the team?
0: Obviously, this result kept England alive in the series two one with two tests to go. I have phrased it as if they're almost chasing the Aussies 2 uh, match lead, as if they're batting second in this Ashes. Old Trafford, England have had a rough record in the past few years. Can you see England turning it um, there in their favour to make it two all? Well,
1: they've got to keep playing the perfect game. That's what it's got to be. You know, I thought I I feel if they if they play basketball without brains, then I think uh, you know, Australia Australia will end up winning. They've got, to, they've got to use their initiative. They've got to not be so aggressive like they have been in the first two test matches. And, uh, be you know, sometimes it can drop a few gears down as a batsman. You don't have to always attack. And then when they want to do go to sixth gear, then, yeah, go for it. But be smart about it. If they're smart and they use their brain with basketball, I think they've got a chance of winning that as well. And then it goes
0: to the Oval, which would be so exciting, almost shades of 2005 and 2005 has been the reference points really for a lot of great ashes series and how do you think this series compares compared to, compared to uh, that famous series for pure intensity and drama
1: yeah look um that's probably still the best series if you look at it the games how close they were and also it's the superstar team that australia had it was a near impossible but these games have been very close you know the numbers are very very close you know there's not a lot lot in it and you can't believe how close this series has been so it's very much you know great to see that Ben Stokes has got the courage to be a bit more aggressive and and try and be quite creative and entertain you know cricket and the, it's nice to see how in Australia don't look to match it but they sort of react to that and mm. and and they put and, and they set deep fields and they also you know they're not they're bullish way of Australians as they are, they're a bit more like, well, let's we, we could put our self-pride aside and, and 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 let's react to how England are playing. And, and I think that's what's made the game very even.
0: Nine days in between the test matches. England's fielding's come under a lot of criticism, but such a long stretch in between test matches. What do you think the players will be up to? Seeing family, or will it be straight back to training?
1: No, they need a few, time, few days off, you know, spend time with the family for the uh, energy to reju- rejuvenate and everything. And then I'm sure they'll get back together at Old Trafford and I don't know if they'll have an aggressive fielding session, but that's not Brendan McCallan's style. You know, they may just go and and, uh, off a golf course and play a little bit of golf and things like that. And then if they want to train, you can train. If you don't want to, you don't, as long as you're ready for the Test match. I think you'll just stick with that same mentality. It's been working for him. We've been seeing some entertaining cricket, so I I think they'll stick to that.
0: It's such an exciting series, and we can't wait to see where it goes next. If you want to keep up with Sticky Wickets, follow us and subscribe on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Monty, thank you so much for your time. I hope you enjoyed Wimbledon. Uh, I know you're a big fan of watching it. How are you enjoying that? Is it a sporting tournament in between the cricket?
1: Yeah, look, Djokovic just won and he hasn't played at his best. So I hope at the quarterfinals he raises his game. He's better yeah. than this. And uh, hopefully we see the best of Djokovic in the quarterfinals.
0: Definitely. And hopefully we might see a new name on that Wimbledon trophy. Uh, Monty, again, thank you so much for your time and go well.